0: Every day I'm hustling, hustling, bustling hustle and hustling, 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 hustling.
1: Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm hustling.
2: Welcome to a cigar hustlers podcast, where we take a closer look at the people of the cigar industry. With your host, Mike and Mike.
1: I'm Mike,
2: and I'm Mike too, and this is a the Cigar, cigar Hustler. Hustlers podcast. Yes! Oh, you got me that <laughs> time.
0: I hate you. We have a very special guest with us today. Uh, a one, Dennis sholey So, Dennis is um, Dennis isn't in the cigar industry. However, he is a fixture at our store at Cigar Hustler. He comes in and breaks my balls, at least on a, a weekly basis, <laughs> at the very, very least. Sometimes it's uh, it's daily, but, you know, every once in a while he needs his rest. Um, say hi, Dennis. Hello, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing fucking fantastic. Actually, I'm not really doing fantastic, and I'll tell you why. I woke Steve, up this morning, we had an employee... Stop, stop turning away from the microphone. Huh. I woke up this morning, Thank and you. I had an employee meeting. The employee meeting went really, really well. Yeah? However, when I le- went into the restroom... I came back and my coffee was gone. My cigar was gone. My water was gone. Yeah. Everything was thrown the fuck away.
1: The like,
2: Employees were so motivated after the meeting; they just started cleaning. They the minute threw he got up.
1: all of my shit out. You see, that's the problem with an efficient employee. He sees something idle and he gets he's, rid of it. Yeah, he's too good. He's too you good. Know. So we, anyways, we fired him. And <laughs> you fired him?
0: No, he's no, gone. He's gone. Now. no, he's gone. Not at all. So just say Emil did it because she's gone. Now. All right, that's true. But she, she could always be back. Uh, so, Dennis, you have a, a, you've lived an awesome life. How old are you? 75. And you've, you've been through some shit, and uh, I think that you have an awesome story to tell. And uh, I want to do my best to bring out that story so that our listeners can kind of hear it and get, get a knowledge of, you know, some, some people that actually come into the cigar industry, c- cigar stores and hang out and bullshit, right? Um, you that's know. that's one of the advantages of this
2: cigar as a as a hobby. It's the people you meet,
0: right? You get a, a big mix of people, whether yeah. it be you know. Where
2: else would two people like us meet a man like Dennis?
0: I mean, only if he was yelling at us for doing a not doing a uh, job yeah, right yeah, or something,
2: getting a ball in his yard or
0: yeah, something yeah, like that. Something like that. You know, us trying to kill his cat or something. I don't know. It's possible. So, anyways. <clears throat> What's kind of of important to me is to try and get your story out. Now, you're currently on dialysis, right? Yep. And how often do you do that? Three
1: times a week, three and a half hours. And how much fun is that? (laughs) Let's start there. A a, a ton of fun. A ton of fun. As a matter of fact, I, I, I train myself now to actually sleep. Yeah, when you're there? I sleep for almost three and a half hours. Oh, it's a nice nap. And it makes the time go by very fast. Oh, you get a nappy <laughs> oh, poo. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I would love a three-and-a-half-hour nappy poo during the day. That'd
1: be fantastic. Yeah, but, but that happens after I get up from a night's sleep, too. <laughs> okay. uh, Do you okay. stay up earlier the night before or something? Uh, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the when your, when your kidneys shit the bed, uh, every, everything seems to go. Everything uh, shits the bed. Your energy is uh, without, down, down without around zero that. someplace. Ugh. Uh, your tolerance for, uh, uh, for anything uh, goes to zero. Wow. Uh, it's just an amazing thing that uh, what you learn about a, a, an organ failure like kidneys, uh, it took me about, uh, I've been on kidney dialysis for a year and a half, it took me about six months to realize all the failures that are attached to a kidney. Wow. Wow, well, or, or kidney failure.
0: Well, you weren't—you're not a failure in life, and that's kind of important to us, and we don't want to share that information, well,
1: <coughs> right? Well, you—you you know, got your ups and downs in life, you know. Uh, when uh, I joined the service, to get out of the Bronx. All right. Uh, I got tired of the Friday night fights. How old were you when you joined the service? Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah, I graduated on June 26, 1959, and I was in the service on June 29th. Oh wow! One minute, give me some idea. Wow! I was actually in the navy before that. I joined the navy when I was seventeen years old, and I was in the reserves. Uh, in those so days, in the reserves, when you were still in high school? Uh, in, oh yeah, in high school. Oh. and in those days, uh, uh, you had to get your high school degree. So, uh, and if you didn't get your high school degree, the navy told me don't show up. Wow! Oh, wow! So uh, anyway, I got my degree. I showed up. And uh, uh, three days later, after graduation, I was in Great Lakes Naval Training Center. And then uh, three months later, we did some good things. We did some good firefighting, which they probably don't do today. Uh, We did some uh, firing with guns. We managed machine guns and and rifles and pistols. I don't know if they do that today. And uh, it it was uh, a a basic boot camp. Uh, It was only three months. And then uh, you're you're on your way. Uh, there was a nice selection and a service. Uh, what would you like to do? I named three things, and I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't think that's changed either. <laughs> no, so. That probably hasn't changed either. <laughs> <laughs> so, just, a, just a formality. Uh, so I wind up. Uh, I I wind, They said to me, uh, "What did you take in high school?" I said, "Well, I took uh, two and a half years of French, and uh, and uh, speak a little uh, a little Italian." Oh, good. So they whipped me off to uh, California to uh, the uh, the language school, in, in a in a base that's present closed. It was the presidium, presidio. So what branch
0: of military oh, the is that? Oh, presidio. That was a the movie. Navy. Yeah, but the that's Presidio was pro, uh,
1: Mostly uh, Marines and Army. Okay. Uh, it was a language school. All right. And I I was I, I have to laugh at myself because I, I was I was thinking of Paris and and all that's the right. good things you know. That's right. I speak Italian. Uh, I speak not French. Knowing, so uh, not knowing that Geo, Vietnam spoke, spoke Italian, <laughs> <laughs> or, or I'm sorry, I spoke French. So I wind up in uh, in a short in, in a short uh, assignment in uh, northern Laos, mm-hmm. and uh, th- that was primarily t- for uh, observation. Uh, it, w- it was uh, the, the last of of the uh, different intelligence agencies. President uh, Eisenhower was getting rid of Navy intelligence, Army intelligence, Air Force, and he was combining them into the Central Intelligence Agency. Mm-hmm. So oh, I was I uh, wondering where that name came from. Yeah, so I was, huh. uh, I was in the last uh, of the general guys who served in different intelligence areas. I was the last of those. And uh, after that, I went to, uh, I don't know where the hell I went, but it was uh, <laughs> it, it was nice. It, it, you know, it, it, w- the South Pacific Islands are just, uh, in those days, were just uh, an absolute dream. Right. So they sent me down there for about uh, four days for R&R. And uh, the other thing, and then Kennedy, President Kennedy took over as president. And, and the whole the whole military changed because we, he was like he was strictly Navy he, I remember I remember his orders were to uh, build a ship a month Wow uh, he built up a he built up a naval force of over 515 ships or some damn thing wow and uh, the, the other part of it was that wherever he wanted you to go you went you go you went. His orders came. Di- uh, his orders came directly from his orders. Uh, he, he delegated, of course, he delegated throughout the armed forces. But right. boy, he was, he was uh, a commander in chief, a real very chief. involved. Yeah, he was a real commander in chief, and it's too bad when when he got killed. I, I got out, and he got killed, and I, I, it was just just incredible that that, that he would get assassinated. Uh, he probably would have been one of the best. Uh, one of the best military presidents we've ever had, right. other than wow. Roosevelt. Roosevelt ran World War Two uh, like no other president could run a war, and that's why we won the damn thing. Right? Uh, he only had three guys involved. You and two other guys? No, I, I, I was <laughs> I, I was I was uh, born in forty-two, ah. and uh, my whole family was in, in fighting the war. Mm-hmm. I had nobody around. I didn't know what a cousin was <laughs> until he came home. Right. So, so anyway, uh, after after I got out of the service, uh, there was I had problems about getting a job. Oh. So I got out of the service. I couldn't get a job. Mm-hmm. Who the hell was going to hire a guy? With my background. So submarines just wasn't. Uh, yeah. Right. You yeah. know who the hell.
2: Not a lot. Of, not a lot of Private industry yeah. submarine hunting. Right.
1: So I got a job as a uh, as a uh, assistant superintendent on a building a supermarket. Ooh. And uh, uh, the guy, uh, bec- because I, when I was in high school, uh, I I did some uh, assistant surveying. So the guy says to me, "I don't want to labor." He says, "I'll f- never forget this." I don't want to labor. I said. I, he says I want somebody who can manage this gun, That's meaning the surveyor gun. Right. He said, I want to shoot that foundation.
0: The yellow said, triangle things, right, that we see all the time on the side of the road. Is yeah. That what you're referencing? Right.
1: So, uh, I said I could do that. That was a lie. <laughs> I, was say, yeah, I can do that. I took
2: French and Italian in high school.
1: Uh, Not a problem. So thank God that uh, one of my friends was. Uh, he was a. Uh, uh, operating a bulldozer, he jumped off the bulldozer. He set up the fang gun for me, and he gave me a, a teacher uh, at Wentworth uh, Institute of Technology who lived in, in the town I was living in. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Give him a call." And I did. Mm-hmm. Went to his house for three nights. And for three nights, for three hours, he pounded the hell out of me out of surveying. So I kept my job, and uh, I had to do something very difficult. Uh, that was to, uh, I, I don't want to explain what it is. So that's why the guy, you know, he, he saved my job. Right. And then the winter came, and uh, the, the job, the site was going to close down. Right. And I said, well, I can't do this crap. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, where are you located at this time? Because I mean, you—that uh, was in Franklin, Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, so I, I I said, well, I got to do something. Right. So uh, I bought a backhoe. Uh, that was a rubber tire loader backhoe. Mm-hmm. I bought a uh, tag along and a six-wheel dump truck mostly all on credit. Unfortunately, I got a job across town building another shopping center for the same company. No kidding. This time I was in excavation. I got, that. they gave me the contract for excavation of the foundations and the parking lot.
0: So someone approaches you and asks you if you can do excavation, I'm assuming,
1: right? Uh, it, it evolved. Right. Uh, you want to do the job? I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea how to bid the damn thing. Did you already right. have the
2: equipment then, or did you buy no, it? Oh yeah, I had the equipment. Had the equipment. Had the equipment. Okay. And equipment. And my <laughs> monthly
1: note was coming up like in 27 <laughs> he's, days. He's driving
2: around I with a backhoe, a <laughs> tag along, and a dump got truck. You, and like that, you. That, that do, can you do nice.
1: excavation. No. Yeah, oh. yeah, I got uh, yeah, the equipment. Yeah, I'm good. To, yeah I've done was, that lots of times. I've done that lots of times. earth, man. That was it.
0: I got a dump
1: truck. I got a backhoe, and well, this is going to be the whole nine yards. So uh, I did that work, and then I came back to where I was before in the spring. Mm-hmm. So I had two sites. Thank God, because that, that made me keep my machinery. Right, paid the notes for the machine. Of course, I was living on probably uh, thirty dollars a week, but my machinery was getting paid, and I didn't have to worry about diesel fuel in those days. It was like twenty-five cents, maybe fifteen cents a gallon. Oh wow. Thank the Lord for that. And the backhoe would would actually uh, last two days in fuel. Uh, So that was good. Thank God for that. There was a lot of things I I was really worried about. And uh, it seemed to work out. I didn't want to use my dump truck because, boy, that was 90 gallons. Right. Wow. I can't do that. So I used that dump truck uh, minimally. Then I bought a I bought a bulldozer for some reason, <laughs> because I was I, I was running my backhoe and I was working my ass off trying to move a lot of dirt. And I said there's got to be a better way. Right. So I got a John Deere 350. Then I got a John Deere 450. Got rid of the 350. I'm the cat's ass. Right. I'm growing like hell. And then they gave me another one up in Norwood, Massachusetts, pretty good. Norwood to Franklin, 45 minutes, f- 35 minutes trip. So this is a third job while the other two third are going job, on? yeah, I'm rocking and rolling now, oh, God almighty. So you got a he's crew ed- going. You got a crew, is yeah, headed a bulldozer? I don't know what I'm going to do with this money. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I got married some, someplace along the line I got married. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, my habits still continued that, that uh, you know my wife was after me for a house and it's just too bad, but now I got a shovel dozer or I got an excavator you know. right it took us, it took us uh, 20 years 15 years to get a house. In the meantime I was buying equipment and then I switched out of site work because I was finding that, that, that uh, when I did a parking lot, I was doing a road. Right, not just an entry, but a road. So one, one, I, I, was a member of the New England Contractors Association, and I got to myself. I understood insurance now, mm-hmm. because now I can buy group insurance. I hate to tell you, but the insurance, <laughs> the insurance premiums were, I think, uh, somewhere around thirty dollars a month. Woo! Okay. Uh, Not today. Sudden, oh yeah, it was shit. So they, it went up to like forty or fifty, and that bent me way out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't do, I can't do that crap. By the way, we already had two kids. I had no insurance, so I paid them. Now in those days, to deliver a baby was eighty eight hundred bucks. Right. Shit, that was a snap. Right. You know, yeah, I'll pay for that. Uh, but then you got to consider, you know, they're gonna get sick. You know, the little bastards get sick. Hey. uh, So anyway, uh, I said there's got to be a way of beating the hell out of this insurance bullshit. Right. Uh, So I joined the the uh, New England Contractors Association, Mm -hmm. and uh, then I joined the New England Utility Contractors Association. Then I joined the uh, the New England Builders Association. All this is. Uh, all of this is relative to getting contacts. Right.
0: Establishing relationships. service
1: relationships, uh, and, and doing work. Right. That's the whole bent of it. I didn't know a damn thing about laying gas pipe right, uh, or electrical lines. You've done pretty good so far, not
2: knowing really how to do anything. Right. Yeah, and you
1: didn't, really, you know. Land you
0: surveys, building shops. I was <laughs> moving, <laughs> right, I
1: mean, know, away, sure. moving dirt. I was moving dirt, I'm mixing road base. What the hell do I know about this?
0: I gotta put that there. And I'm <laughs> gonna go get a bigger truck. Yeah. All right.
1: So need to move that. No, I never got like. No, I, I hung on to that six wheel like there was no tomorrow. The dump truck. And just uh, parked. It's too uh, so expensive to drive. The thing about uh, doing a parking lot is that you had drains. Right. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so you the first one
2: didn't have a drain, and they're going, "Hey, we need well drains." Yeah. Oh yeah, not a problem.
1: Well, we, we didn't have we didn't have. Uh, uh, we didn't have uh, pre-cast manholes, so we had to build our manholes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was cool. I haven't built <laughs> a manhole. But I can do it. Not a problem. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm done lots of times. <laughs> I'll hire a couple of guys, and we'll build yeah. a <laughs> damn manhole for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, hired a, I, I hired an old guy. He was probably 58 years old. Uh, old. And uh, I said to him, uh, when we had no teeth, I said to him, Don Pep, I got 16 manholes to build. And we did this verbally. I couldn't believe it. He says, How high? I said, how high? <laughs> well, I told him how high each one was. Uh-huh. Did you just put out your hands? And go, uh, and not and like he this. <laughs> he's mumbling away. <laughs> And uh, uh, he told me how many blocks to buy, how many radius, pie radius for the bottom. Oh, shit. How many radius blocks to buy. Of course, I, we knew how many rims to buy. At the end of that job, I had a picture of this. At the end of that job, there were so few blocks left that I had to stand while eating lunch and the crew was sitting on the balance of the blocks. No shit. The guy just mumbled away. I couldn't understand what the Christ he was saying. <laughs> he, you know, he was he was old Italian. My my ear was not attuned to that uh, dialect. Right. And uh, he kept on mumbling away. No teeth, God Almighty. So I let him do. It. He even told, he even told me how many bags of cement I need. Were uh, no uh, uh, there uh, were uh, uh, no bags. There was no bags. 17, please. Incredible. <laughs> there was no bags left. And I think there was six or eight blocks left. And wow. I had a stand eating lunch. I says, okay, you, you're going to do my next job. Believe it or not. So uh, th- that was one of the things that I, I, I was smart enough to do. In my company, I was the youngest guy. Right. Everybody that I hired had a lifetime more experience than I'll ever get. Mm-hmm. Right. They were 50, 58, 62, on the verge of retiring. Right. Well, and. Uh,
0: and you didn't ignore those guys. Oh, no. You uh, listened to no. them.
1: If they told me something that I should do, you did I it. Did. You did it. They, they, they made me actually supervise. Imagine actually supervise. I didn't have to worry about running a dozer, my backhoe, or any other damn thing. That was kind of nice. Right. <laughs> it isn't too. All bad. of a sudden, you had yeah. you had then, a business. Then we had all the then we had all the tribulations. We had we had uh, a, a, a project manager that was that was assigned to the job by the city we were working for. I was working for a town of Hudson. Mm-hmm. building a housing for the elderly. He decides to call OSHA. Now OSHA in those days was... Two people. Was the Gestapo. <laughs> right. It was established by Jimmy Carter. They'd walk onto your job and they think nothing about shutting your ass down. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just something to contend with. Uh, some some kid comes up and he, he presents his little OSHA badge. Right about now, I'm ready to de- I'm ready to declare war on the United States government. Looking for a way to either overthrow the damn thing <laughs> <laughs> or declare war. Right. So this little bastard, I'm I'm laying, I'm laying a water pipe, and the, the, on the street we're on. The homes were below uh, road grade, probably about two feet. So he gets in. He gets in the, the front lawn, and he's taking pictures of my backhoe, up in, up at an upward angle, saying that we're too close to the power lines, and this little son of a bitch wanted wanted me to tell the electric company to put insulators all along these power lines. He didn't know it, but I was taking pictures of him in the hole taking pictures. Of uh, the force, <laughs> pers- yeah. he's forcing perspective to make it look closer than it and is. Dennis, watch this. Watch it. This is really, this is my first declaration of war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a hearing. The hearing was in Springfield, Massachusetts, which is uh, probably at that time. Uh, Probably an hour and a half away. Okay, mm-hmm. I said I'm not going to go to that hearing. Go, screw themselves. So then I get uh, I get a citation from uh, from uh, the U.S. District Court, which was federal in Boston. Uh, I had to show up in federal court because I lost my appeal. Lost my appeal. Oh yeah. (laughs) I lost my appeal. Where do I see this judge? Well, in federal court, you don't talk to the judge. Right. You're attorneys. So I get an attorney. And I told him the story. I also presented him the pictures of me taking pictures of a guy trying to dummy his charge. Now, that, that was in 74 or 5. Uh-huh. Of course, you don't go to the federal court tomorrow. We went to the federal court someplace in 1980, maybe. Okay. Yeah, had to be 1980. And uh, I was warned that if this goes to the Supreme Court, it's going to cost me $10,000. Hmm. So I got together with the associations that I belonged with. We generated almost a million dollars.
0: Mm,
1: Nice. Because this reminded everybody of Russia or Germany before World War II. What, are you shitting me? Right. So we raised a lot of money. Reagan became, Reagan was president-elect. We have a Supreme Court hearing, they call it a hearing, it's actually Mm -hmm. a trial, uh, scheduled for February or March. The first thing Reagan did was to grab all the OSHA rules and regulations and negate them. No kidding. So I had put up, most of us put up, you know, $5,000, $3,000, $8,000, five thousand three thousand eight thousand dollars just to get to where we right just to just, return just the to, damn to the attorney hearing attorney to see us uh, and then we get I get a letter one line letter and it said dear mr. Sholey our case is moot <laughs> <laughs> I was bringing him up on the on a violation of the Fourth Amendment. First Amendment, and there was one more somebody brought up. Right. And and, and the the First Amendment, of course, was my right to free enterprise. Uh, No due process. And uh, when I went to the federal judge, oh, the fine was thirty-five dollars. No shit. And I didn't want to pay the fine. It's <laughs> <Not> a principle. <laughs> it's a principle. Yeah. I'd rather pay the big money to strike the whole damn thing down. Otherwise, I'm going to declare war against the United States government. Right. I was. I was really. Uh, I was really wound up. Right. Uh, uh, you, you, know, you never struck me as that type of
0: an individual that would get wound up. Pretty passive guy. That, that's a complete lie. That's a complete lie. <laughs> I was looking at you. I was waiting on the joke.
1: See, I knew I was violent. Half
2: the because, fun is winding Dennis up when he's here. Right. I knew
1: I was violent because, I, I, you know, coming out of the Bronx, all you had to do was say a cross word, and I was going to shove my fist down your throat. Right. <laughs> so as a result, as a result. How much my, has changed? I never bought a gun. Right. <laughs> it's probably smart. Probably a good idea. Yeah, I didn't want to kill people, okay? Right. Uh, unless unless you're going to kill me, I didn't right. want to kill you. Right. So uh, I took the legal route, and uh, we we had a good we had a good attorney. There was three constitutional amendments that our OSHA was violating, and the judge uh, in Boston, he he understood my case, and he said, uh, I'm going to find you. Uh, 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 I'm going to find you uh, uh, guilty with something, hmm. uh, and uh, he says, "Will you pay the damn fine?" <laughs> <laughs> it's thirty-five dollars, for God's yeah. sakes. So I, uh, I, I didn't gave want, in. I still didn't want to pay the fine because uh, I felt this was a constitutional violation. Right. And he says, "Look, either you pay the fine." I'm gonna find you a contempt of federal court and you're gonna wind up three days in the brig. So I looked at my attorney, he breaks out $35 and he <laughs> paid the damn attorney, paid, paid the fine for me. So uh, uh, the, the big relief happened in, in and it was like a, a double whammy. Uh, Reagan got rid of uh, a tremendous amount of OSHA which was mostly unconstitutional, and then he then he fired the air controllers. Mm-hmm. What Reagan did in those two motions was to give back management to the companies. Right before it was the employees wagging the tail of the of the company. Right, so Reagan changed the whole attitude of the country. Just like that. Everybody learned their place
0: real quick. So, what was the so what was the biggest thing that you created when you were moving in construction and handling survey and excavation? You kind of built other things too, correct?
1: So, what was the biggest thing you ever built? The biggest thing I ever built. Yes. Was very small roads.
2: Just roads. Lots. Well, of so roads. you say small, but roads connect cities uh, I mean, and ro- oh, people. Uh, and uh,
1: you did bridges yeah, too, I, right? I, I worked. I worked into it kind of Bass aquas. Uh...
2: Well, not everything you did was kind of well, you bass to, yeah, yeah. everything you yeah. do is bass can you survey sure hey uh, Phil can you teach me how to survey tonight?
1: <laughs> so uh, at first uh, I didn't want to build a road I really didn't want to build a road one of my builders comes up to me and he says my road is seven feet off to the right I said you've got to be joking mm-hmm. the surveyor's made an error. Somebody made an error. I said, well, I don't care. Who, what do you want me to do? He I put said, the damn road where you told me to put the road. Yeah, right. So <laughs> not my said, fault. I, I asked him, what do you want me to do? Just what got me into roads. Right. Get the damn road straightened out. So I, and he told me seven feet. I took my own surveyor out there, and uh, we did some shooting. In fact, I was doing a lot of surveying in those days because now I'm a smart bastard, right? Now you're a surveyor. So uh, <laughs> uh, basically, we moved the the road. We cut seven feet off this one, this side, stuck it on the other side. <laughs> and w- what I was what I, what it forced me to do is make sewer connections to houses. Okay. So I got a couple of guys. We. Fifteen hundred bucks. Now a sewer connection was uh, probably worth about seven hundred. Right. But because there was a dumbass involved, <laughs> I charged the guy fifteen hundred dollars a connection. He takes my ass to court. <laughs> Stupid. Takes me to. Yeah, you a don't take Dennis to court. Well, watch this. <laughs> he takes me to the local court to a local jurisdiction. And who's the judge? The judge is, is the father of one of the kids that, I, that was in my scout troop and one of the kids I was <laughs> coaching in baseball. Oh. <laughs> the, the trial lasted about seven and a half minutes. He read the Wall Street <laughs> Journal and he says, uh, you got you to pay the guy in full. And uh, I did. And, and, <coughs> my, and my son needs to play first base next week. I got week, paid Mr. Shirley. in full. I and, here he, I, and, and that was, uh, was another thing that kind of really got my ass that I, uh, that I actually had to go to court to collect my money because you made an error and I'm charging you all kinds of stuff that you should have done in the first place. Right, right. And I, and I got to go to the court. I oh, this is crap.
2: What is this score? I'm like $35 in the hole from before. Yeah, right. right.
1: Then I, oh, yeah. Then, then I actually <laughs> came out with $1,000 because my damn attorney took a bunch of money. Took a big right, money. But huh? that's okay. That's all right. And anyway, uh, that was the beginning of the end of me working in Massachusetts because I found out too much about how the laws are skewed toward the contractor and not toward the subcontractor. Right. I right? so got you. So goodbye. So goodbye. I'm out of here. Goodbye. Got my job. So I got Taking my dump a truck,
2: my excavator, my survey equipment, my bulldozer.
1: Yeah.
2: My daggle and I'm out. Right. You,
1: you know, I, I, so Yeah. No, well now I'm, a, I'm in debt up to my eyeballs. <laughs> I, mean, you, I couldn't see <laughs> sunshine. <laughs> Leaving <laughs> it all behind. So, so anyway, uh, I said goodbye, and uh, uh, I, I found uh, a company in Maine called Bridge Construction. And uh, I was a quasi subcontractor for Bridge. And he was uh, one of the Maine's largest uh, excavation contractor. So I did for him uh, all of his off-ramps to 95. Mm-hmm. I couldn't qualify for 95 because it was strictly federal money, bond issues were high. Everything was really tough to get qualified to do a federal road. Mm-hmm. Right. But the over, they didn't seem to care about the but off the, ramps. The and the on ramps. ramps. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and what was nice about that is that I could minimize my crew. I didn't need 70, 80 guys. You know, right. Man, you, know, if, you know, eight to 10 men, we're doing off ramps, on ramps, <laughs> we're doing clover leaves, you know. <laughs> we just can't do the road to connect That's everything. when I bought myself a geometry book. <laughs> <laughs> a high school geometry book, because now I'm saying, well, why am I have to pay a surveyor to do all my radii? I right. can do all of that stuff myself. I did, and uh, luckily they, they had a bridge. It was a bridge was already built, and and my fr- <laughs> my first club, my first ramp was to come off the ramp and make a semicircle and come onto the bridge. Right. Well, it came out perfect. I said, hey, this this. No, this is I'm easy, a piece of home, cake, man. right? <laughs> this is it. So uh, I, I did. Uh, I, I kept on doing uh, off ramps and on ramps for a long time. Uh, I laid a lot of I laid a lot of water lines, a lot of drain lines under Jimmy Carter, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that saved the day. But it wasn't enough. I, I got rid of some equipment, had a shape down real quick. Right. Didn't know how to do that either. Uh, so I had a shape down real fast. And uh, I worked down to myself. Uh, I don't know, we had just had one crew. Uh, but that, what, what I'm going to tell you, that one crew, oh, I hired Here. another. Office of Economic Opportunity (laughs) comes up to me and says, You don't have any females. I says, I'm gonna have females here running a you know concrete pipe. Right. Well you have to have females. I have to have females. So I hired a whole crew of females. Every every I says, You get me a female backhoe operator, I'm hiring her tomorrow. Get me a couple of three female laborers and I'll hire her tomorrow. Uh, The laborers lasted a week. They couldn't handle it. Right, it's hard work. Difficult, huge. They don't really understand. They just didn't understand.
0: Well, it's a different time, too, right?
1: Yeah, right. I mean, you know. None of this stuff is light. Then I says, "Okay, I, I had rims on the top of my my pickup. Bring that rim over to me, would you please?" Right. She hadn't have a clue. Okay. Now, now I want to give you an example. As skinny as I was, I would pick up the the top of the rim, then I'd pick up the frame, and I'd pull them underneath my arm. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, they weigh 400 pounds. Watch this. I walk over to, I, I barely walk over to the pile of dirt where they'd have to go and drop them and then walk away. Right. My crew would be silent because usually, you take a backhoe when you pick up the room, and you, oh, you the, don't even and do here it by I hand. I just throw it down there and walk away. Right. The reason why I walked away was to recover.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, as long as you can do this, young lady, the, you these, can have the job.
1: These are these. So I. I but had, the joke
2: was nobody did that.
1: I had I had one. Of the, I was one of the first contractors who tried uh, uh, a full female crew. Wow. Uh, but they found their place. Uh, they, they, females now are good operators, heavy equipment operators. Yeah. Right. Uh, they're a hell of a lot more detailed than a guy is. Right. Uh, it seems to be an inherent character in women that they're much more detailed, and uh, that's a benefit. That's a real strong benefit. Uh, nobody gets killed, for instance.
0: Right. Uh, they're a lot safer. So when do you,
1: when do you sell your company? Uh, probably uh, uh, sometime around 1990, 1991. And the company was at its peak, or? It was, it was not at its peak, no. Right, it, no, that's when the banking could, problems were going on. the banking crisis. Jimmy Carter was now done. And then when you sell your company? Oh, in uh, the meantime, I, I decided to go to school to find out what I was doing. For, oh, good. I saw I started school uh somewhere around nineteen eighty three, I think. Maybe nineteen eighty. And uh I went to night school. Mm-hmm. uh didn't take an entrance exam. I went to Northeastern University. Uh I just walked in, started taking some some uh courses. Night classes. Yeah, night courses. And uh one day uh somebody walks up to me and says, uh uh, congratulations, uh, you matriculated for your associate's degree. Go well, good. <laughs> so I kept going. What, what did you get the associate degree in? Uh, I, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I, I was taken... Uh, uh, so probably a, a liberal arts basically, degree. Basically, I don't want to call it liberal arts. Uh, I want to call it... Uh, uh, Catching up on every damn thing I missed. Right. I took statistics, uh, which is critical. I mean, you, you've taught yourself a lot over your lifetime. I mean, I can imagine
2: school wouldn't be that difficult at it, this point. It, it really was because I'm working. Oh, gotcha, yeah, doing the so, same thing. So, uh, what I used to do, I'll tell you tonight. what
1: I did I went to school on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Two courses a night. I'd get out of school at eleven o'clock. Slept like a son of a gun until about five thirty. Went to work. Right. Right. And then uh, uh, there was no more work. Uh, I used the summer to go to uh, summer school. To take accelerated courses. I did a four-year degree in four years at night. Right. That's a real bitch. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, then I kept going. They, I, I went to sc- Northeastern so long I thought they were going to charge me rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I went on to uh, uh, get into a master's program. and Somebody said to me, uh, "You know, uh, I, I did very well. I, I, I did. Uh, I made the dean's list two or three times, and." Uh, uh, they said to me, you know, you could know, go to MIT and get your get your masters. <laughs> I said, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> so I I uh, I spotted my masters over about the next five years. Uh, it, it's mostly it was in business administration. And I wound up in corporate finance. And uh, during that trip to get that, I had to convert myself to do something. I became an investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Wow. Yeah. And then I got back, uh, I I was doing pretty well, and uh, I I got back at people who screwed me while I was in construction. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I did some work for a small excavation company. Correction, small equipment company. Right. And uh, uh, I looked at his, um, I looked at his books and I looked at the loans. I looked at his, I looked at his uh, real estate appraisals. Every one of them were phony. The books were fudged. The accountant was no damn good. And who was in my association? The president of that bank. Ah. So I said to him, uh, I said, I-, I got some good news and bad news. <laughs> He said, well, you do. I said, yeah, the good news is that we're here together and we're having a pretty good steak dinner. The bad news is profit equipment is nothing but a lie. Right. <sighs> Meet me in my office. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, so I met him in the office, and uh, that was Middleborough, Middleborough Trust. And uh, Middleborough Trust had to uh, dissolve... Found out that too many of his loan officers were friends with so many people that they lent money to. Ah, wow, gotcha. That the loans were shitty loans. The good old boy deals. Yeah, they didn't meet qualifications. Right. They were dummy. Well, he decharted. He decharted the bank and converted it into something else. So that that was uh, uh, that was pretty good because uh, I felt that that's that's where I belong. This is the type of work. I type should, of work you were doing. I then. should be doing now. You know. Right. I got all my experience of the ups and downs. Uh, uh, I did. I didn't get over my hatred of big government. Uh, uh, I still have the arrogant attitude toward big government. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I they're, now they're after our cigars for Christ's sake. It's true. And uh, that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of baloney. You know, uh, the, the baloney is is not. Not to say that we're trying to save your life for you, not for smoking. But it's my prerogative to save my own life. Right. right. Uh, we've been we've been indoctrinated to think as as a community, uh, as a cumulative. Well, that that stems from communism. Communism is a group of people who who conform to this, and that's it. And no other knowledge. God forbid you have any other knowledge. Mm-hmm. And our government is only, not the same thing, but our government is getting so far into your life, you say, get the hell out of here for once, you know? Uh, th- that, that, I think that stems back from my days of, of my, my long-term battle with OSHA. It, I think it stems back from, believe it or not, uh, <laughs> my father's dying in the hospital. I was nine and a half years old. I couldn't see my father. Because I was intent. Right. How would you like a bat upside your head? <laughs> okay? <laughs> so my father dies without me seeing him. I go to his funeral. Obviously, I'm at his funeral. Now it comes time to close the casket. I had to go downstairs in the basement because they're going to close the casket to my father. If you don't think that stays with you for the rest of your life, right. You need a doctor, right? Okay.
0: Well, thank you for coming on the show. But yeah, we do course. have thank a few questions we'd like oh, to we're ask. Gonna, we're going to hit him with a question. Absolutely. Oh. He's, a, he's, a
2: into, he's a person that we're interviewing. Person of interest. Okay. Gotcha. We have four questions we ask everybody that we have on the show. Four standard questions. Yeah. All right. And you well, don't them. sound so disappointed. They're good questions. We we went to a lot of trouble to come up with these questions. Okay, you ready? No. No, he's good. Ready. We, we we don't want you to be ready. All right. Question number one. What one person, living or dead, would you like to share a cigar with?
1: My father.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, that's because he died when he was nine. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. All right, question number two. What that's is your that's f- all you want to say about it? That's it? Your father? Done? Yeah, He's like uh, What else are you going to say?
1: Right. He, he was my friend. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, in eight and a half years, nine and a half years, the guy taught me so much. Uh, right. Right. There's nobody else. If he, if he was alive today, uh, uh, I can't remember if he smoked cigars or camels. Doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? Doesn't it matter. Doesn't matter. But uh, I think he did smoke cigars once in a while, and I would uh, like to share a cigar with my father. All right. Very good. All right. Question number two: What is your favorite cigar? Ooh, La Roma de Cuba E. That is a
0: fucking fact, because we only buy it for him. He smokes this goddamn thing all the time. (laughs) And when we run out, God fucking come hell or high water, we fucking (laughs) hear about it. I'll tell you what. Shit is getting serious. However, I will tell you this. He does smoke a lot of the intemperance EC virtue now. Yeah, I do. Yeah. But it's good to know that, you know, he has an instant He has a fallback just in case. Yeah.
2: All right, question number three. What's the best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? This is this, I mean, the this best is a law, piece
1: of yeah. advice anybody ever gave. Yes. Yep. Pay attention, I guess. Pay attention? Pay attention, be aware. Yeah. And that... Uh, that
2: would that would fit within his life because a lot of his businesses you picked up from something either you had to do or something that needed to be done with something else you well, were... Well, you supposed.
0: always listen to people around
1: yeah. you. Well, yeah. One... one When somebody said, when my father said to me, "Pay attention and be aware," that that was his shorthand.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
1: What what that means to me is, uh, I gather information from everybody. Right. Uh, I I I find it it educates me uh, to 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 how, how things have changed around me when he said be aware. Uh, and he told me to be aware because we were in construction. I was a little kid. Well, uh, okay, yeah, And it's so easy for me to get killed. Right. So I had to be aware of, of just everything around me. Right. All right, final question.
2: What one fictitious person would you like to share a cigar with? Somebody from a movie, uh, a character We're in a
1: book. Oh, fictitious person. Yes. James Bond. Ah, oh, uh, there we the go. The original, James, original Bond. James Bond. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, that was probably the fastest answer we've had for all four consecutively. You know yes, and, he yeah was, was. and you were certain about every answer which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah I don't well, know, people that sit there be, and think, you fart, you get to be sure about a lot of things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we love you. We appreciate you coming on to the show and um, you know, giving me a hard fucking time every week at uh, least I, do. I make sure I do. I appreciate that,
1: you know. We yeah. got to have the right uh, TV that, channels if on don't give You a hard time. What are you going to do?
0: I enjoy all your stories. I think that it's great that we can actually share it with everybody on, on a bigger level you know you've lived a, a tremendous life you've been through a lot of shit there's always people that have that view of you know I'm, I'm in the dumps I'm down and out I don't you know they don't have an answer as to what they're gonna do in life and here is a guy that has gone through life ha- have had you've had some hard parts some great parts and whenever the going got rough you just kind of looked within and said, "I can do that. I can figure that out." You know, when I think a lot of people look outwards to try and find the resolve. When at the end of the day, everything you need is inside. Right. And you took you took nothing and you turned it into something. You yeah, know, that's and, right. And you, you and you know you you lived you live well because of it. You, you know, you, you your your son is obviously taken
1: care well, of. You I know. think the best thing in my life are my two kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, again, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Dennis.
2: Always a pleasure seeing you when you come in. Thank you.
0: And now it's documented. It's
1: it's been fun. It's documented. It's recorded. I'm going to go
0: outside and throw away every aromatic QBE that we have. That's
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) So now when I croak, you're going to play this at my funeral. (laughs) Exactly. On a loop.
2: (laughs) All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening.
1: All right. Bye. Thank you.
2: All right, folks. That's it. Show's over. If you like what we are doing, please tell your friends about us. Leave feedback. We always like to hear if you like the show or not, or if you have any suggestions for guests that we might possibly uh, bring on at a later date. You can find us on our Facebook page at A Cigar Hustlers Podcast, or you can follow us on Instagram at Cigar Hustlers Podcast. Thanks for listening.